All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And um, this episode is to address what is obvious. And if you haven't been keeping in track, I hope this is some way to get the message across. And to be quite frankly honest with everybody, I am quite uncomfortable doing this just because I've never done anything like this. However, a couple of days ago, I've decided to use my platform where it was essentially aligned with what is right for me. So with that being said, this message is for anybody, but ultimately it was directed for the Asian community. Don't care what kind of Asian you are, Pacific Islander, Taiwanese, Japanese, Chinese, wherever part you are, especially speaking to the Filipino community, that's where I came from. I'm addressing this because I've noticed a sense of dismissiveness within our community, and I'm here to voice that out. And for those who have been doing their part and who's been somewhat following along or doing what they feel they can, I hope I can create an extension as a voice for you. So let's get into the details. So back in May 25, a couple days ago, George Floyd, an African-American man, died in Powderhorn, a neighborhood in the south of Minnesota, right? He was handcuffed and he was lying face down on the streets while I believe his last name is uh, it's the officer, Derek Chauvin, a white police officer from Minneapolis, kept his knee on the right side of Floyd's neck while three other officers, Tao To, I'm sorry, I, I might not be pronouncing these names right, Alexander Kung and Thomas K. Ling were a part of his arrest. And though I mentioned Tao was standing, the picture actually, if you've seen this picture right here above. As I'm putting this out, Derek, Officer Derek Chauvin, actually he's not even an officer anymore, he's been arrested for third degree murder. And the local DA that was in charge of the investigation of George Floyd was actually discharged from that. And the case was assigned to an, the Minnesota attorney, General Keith Ellison. Now, is that a good thing? Hopefully. And I believe this has happened within the next couple of few days. However, the point of this episode was to point out within the Asian community that needs to be discussed. Now, I'm going to be quite honest with you guys. This isn't really my subject. However, from the past few days consuming the content and ultimately reflecting with what's important for me and what I feel that needs to be put out, I decided to finally use my platform to what it can be extended to. So with that being said, I'll still do my best, right? So let's start off with everything, right? I think there's a lot of dismissiveness in the Asian culture. And I'm not saying that every Asian is doing this. However, I found myself to be a part of this as well because I know that there's been people who have been voicing these things and I'm completely aware and I'm and subconsciously I'm I'm allowing myself to to absorb this thing or even like solidifying some sense of values of how I should treat people because I know what's right. However, it wasn't until recently I decided to actually voice myself and put myself out there and actually just show a sense of support. 
All right, to be honest with you, I didn't, I'm still learning on what exactly and how I can support. However, for those that are posting us or not just posting or just like getting involved in somehow, right? Let's let's address this issue. We celebrate black culture, yet there's no sense of support. You know, we celebrate black culture all the time. We play their favorite music. We we dance to their song. We mimic their languages. We shit date black men and women. We idolize black leaders, celebrities, and athletes, and even dance to their TikTok dances, for all I know. And honestly, it's not just enough to be aware of what's going on in the situation. And then to me, it's kind of saddening that us as Asian community, or at least those that aren't trying to take part, is kind of dismissing this issue. And I get it. We've been so crammed down with the knowledge and the information of what's going on. We've seen police brutality so countless times that we're probably so desensitized by it. And I think I can totally relate. However, with the direction of this episode and that platform, I want to be able to voice out. I think this is this is the perfect time for us to listen and to address this issue. So it's not just enough to be aware of what's going on. Right, like it's not just George Floyd, and I'm sure you guys have seen. Like I said, we've probably been so desensitized to what's going on. Look, like there's a countless amount of people that's been infected, and to name a couple few, we got George Floyd, we got Brianna Taylor, Ahmad Arbery that happened just for jogging, right? Tamir Rice, Trayvon Trayvon Martin, Oscar Grant, Eric Garner, Philando. Castillo, Samuel Dubose, Sandra Bland, Walter Scott, Terrence Crutcher. Now, for the most part, I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys. I don't know most of these names. However, just bringing it into awareness shows the lack of awareness and, and involvement I've taken part for someone having the platform, for someone having the, the resources to be able to get to know this thing. Now, I don't expect everybody to be ultimately informed, but... Every little step is a start, I believe. All I want to do is be able to address the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room is that it's uncomfortable to talk about. Let's face it. We don't talk about other races and how we treat other people. And and even within our own family. Like, look at Officer Tao. uh, Fuck, I forgot what his name is. Officer Tao, right? He stood there while... Derek Chauvin, um, ex-police officer, stood there and murdered him, just having his knee on top and eventually killing and suffocating him. Like, how could you not do anything about that for you to be an It's not just white folks. With that being said, I want to be able to address how comfortable, not just to talk about it, but how uncomfortable we are being a part of it, right? I'm going to tell you guys my personal story. I think when I was kind of seeing this, although I knew what was right and what was wrong and not taking actual action from it or doing what I can on my part, I didn't want to fit the part. I didn't want to just be like, oh, he's just doing what everybody else is, right? Like, if you feel that way, admit it. I think we've all been there. And I was there at that place because, to be honest, I felt that I wasn't educated enough. I felt that my voice didn't matter. I felt that because I didn't know anything or haven't experienced it, how can I even speak about it? 
But here's the thing, right? When I came to terms that it's okay that I don't know everything and I just got to start with what's right, that's when I made the decision. And that's what I want to encourage the Asian community or other people to start with it, right? So with that being said, you know, I want to address a couple of things that I think that will allow us to be a little bit more educated based on what I know. And again, I don't think I know everything. I'm just going to point out the things that I've seen and hopefully I am wrong on some parts so that I can be corrected and be educated about it. And that's that's ultimately the place that I'm coming from. So with that being said, you know, some of the things that we've seen was that there was looting and, and rioting, right? Like, I think it's a very touchy topic to come to terms about. And because we're so not used to it, we're so used to this sense of having an order and no chaos, we don't really look behind that. We don't really try to educate ourselves beneath that. And the fact that we only see the riot and, 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 and the looting is, is, a, is a simple that we lack the awareness itself about what's going on around the world. Because obviously they've tried multiple different things. Before that, they've done things that have been peaceful. And that's why, I think that's the reason why, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of this has been going on. It's the anger built up. Now, of course, I'm going to be honest, like, I don't agree with the violence and the looting. And I think it's completely disrupted. And at some point of me, it feels that's counterproductive. But who the fuck am I to even say anything about that when I've never done shit about it? So let's get to it, right? I think uh, I saw from a post somewhere that it's a byproduct of the injustice that's being served. Meaning it's just a projection of what's been going on over the years. So how the fuck can you be focusing on the fact that people shouldn't be writing when you haven't posted shit or when you haven't showed your support or your 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 solidarity with the black community when you haven't actually taken part of it? So how can you point that out? And that's why I become more angry with what's going on because... We tend to point out what's right and what's wrong, but we're never really in there with them. And and I think that's where all this thing starts. And now, so with that being said, the other thing I want to be able to point out is our sense of privilege. Right? Privilege. It's when you think something is not a problem because it's not a problem to you personally. Meaning... That because you don't think it's a problem, therefore it is a privilege. Now, I'm not saying that in a way to ultimately victimize, you know, the black community. I think they don't need any more of that. However, just acknowledging that we have more resources. And just to let you guys know, I, from from my standpoint right now, from what I've been learning, it's not just about... It's not, a, it's not just because you're white that you have privilege. It's because you have more things that allows you to be more privileged. And thus, starting from that point is then when you can understand that perhaps we can create a sense of different perspective, you know? And with that being said, how does this privilege thing even tie to me? Let's face it, right? We don't face as much as discrimination, or not as much. We don't face a lot of discrimination the way 
the people of color like the blacks and you know the brown people actually do and i mean that in general like i think we have this sense of portrayal that we are generally skilled we're specialized whether it's being a doctor whether it's being a nurse being an engineer now i'm not trying to stereotype all agents like that however what i'm saying is that because we have this sense of portrayal we get treated to be honest better we we don't get we don't get a lot of poor treatment the way in u.s compared to the black community right and as sad as it is it's the truth right i could put more evidence out there and i could i would probably use a little bit more education on it but i think it's true and with that being said we have to understand our privilege and that we can use this to our power so that we can support them guys this is important recognizing your power just by being vocal it creates that sense of accountability when we see people out there when we see people out there we can call them out, even if it's our friends and family, so that they don't go off projecting that sense of indirect, systematic racism. So recognizing your power by being vocal creates that accountability. And on top of that, guys, every time we choose to be silent, people are not held accountable. Thus, the sense of hate, the sense of racism, the sense of dismissiveness is being allowed so when this is being allowed, guess what? Those people that are probably uneducated or maybe they are doing it on purpose, racist people, they think it's okay. And they continue and they pass it on. So every time we become silent, that's where the hate feeds off of. That's where racism feeds off of. And guess what? Guys, all it takes is just one person to make a difference. You tell to your friends, you tell to your family, you tell to your family. Your family now starts to build a community. And your, your community starts to build the city and it builds the states into the country. Now, obviously, it's not as simple as that. But I believe that one person does make the difference. And that's where we need to start. So, with that being said, you're and if you've gotten this far, you're probably trying to figure out now how can you get involved if you're uncomfortable with it as I was. And you know what? Hey good thing i got a couple of things so i got an account i saw from instagram by the name of um it's right there same faces collective and i'm sure there's other accounts out there that post a couple of things that can help you so one of the things that obviously you can learn from this thing is you can listen and learn right get informed just shut the fuck up and just listen when someone's fucking when uh when a black person is talking and speaking about their anger, I think you just gotta listen sometimes. You know, sometimes we wanna point out what's right, but instead we dismiss it just because we don't listen. Right? So I think or even just getting informed, right? Listening to shit like this, even if I'm not an authoritative figure to actually be posting about this. However, I want to educate the Asian community. Now also, this account pointed a couple of things such as reading books that I'm actually going to look into between The World and Me by Tanihisi Koit. Sorry if I mispronounce the word. White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Sister Outsider. Audrey Lorde. How to Be Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. The Fire Next Time, James Baldwin. And the other ways you can do is you can actually watch a couple of things like 13th. 
of the 2016 by Ava DuVernay. Uh, Black Panthers, not the movie, but by Stanley Nelson. The Black Power mixtape of the 2011 by Gordon Olson. The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson by David France. I'll put that link in below. And other things you can also do is you can um, fund and, and actually not fund, sorry. You, what you can actually do is you can donate to some of these organizations that are already contributing to these causes, right? Some of them include recently George Floyd's Memorial Fund. I'll put that in the link below. The Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, this is a community-based nonprofit that pays criminal bail and immigration bonds for individuals who have been arrested while protesting police brutality. Sounds like a pretty fuckable organization to me. Black Visions Collective, a black, trans, and queer-led organization that is committed to dismantling systems of oppression and violence and shifting the public narrative to create transformative long-term change. Cool. Reclaim the Block, coalition that advocates for and invest in community-led safety initiatives in Minneapolis neighborhood. Awesome. Campaign Zero, online platform and organization that utilizes research-based policy solutions to end police brutality in America. Unicorn Riot, nonprofit organization that is dedicated to exposing root causes and dynamic social and environmental issues. And other things you can do is donate. And uh, other ones that they mentioned is the Minnesota Freedom Fund, the BLM Fund, the Bail Funds, North Star Health Collective, the Black Trans Women Fund, Change the NYPD. And other things you can do is you can also sign petitions such as raise the degree at whitehouse.gov, arrest all four, whitehouse.gov as well. And for Brianna Taylor, which is still going, at colorofchange.org, as well as Ahmad Arbery, change.org. And the other thing that they also point out is that you should continue to use your platforms to spread information. Again, challenge your racist friends or friends who aren't aware of what the fuck they're saying because we let a lot of things go by nowadays. Less accountability. And don't be silent. You know, use the words. And I think I just wanted to point out real quickly that some of us get so indulged in the sense of our followers, our 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 connections that we're afraid to lose them. Right? I think one of the things we have to really consider is do we wanna be around people like that anyways who don't believe in, in human rights? Guys, this is human fucking rights. That's what we're fighting for. Right? And with that being said, I want to focus on something long-term, the being longevity-minded on this thing. Now, it's not just enough just to post about it one day or to say you believe in it, to call one friend out. No, I think this is going to be a lifetime because this has been going for centuries. Shit, actually, I don't know how long it's been going in a sense of actual years, but I know it's been far too long. So with that being said, you know, one thing I want to point out is that obviously I don't know how to solve racism and hatred in general. I think it's a deeper systematic oppression and institutionalized racism against the blacks and people of color, right? I think this thing is always going to be going even if they don't think they're racist, right? You've seen some of these quote-unquote Karens who have been like triggered just because they see a black man running or, you know, uh, what's that one other girl? Um, 
just because this guy, I forgot his name, but all he said was to put your leash on a dog. And she called the cops, used her privilege to say, hey, you know what? There's a black man that's trying to kill me right now. And literally, she knows that that a police brutality could happen within him just because he is black and she is white. She understands this. Now, for some, I've, I've experienced this. Some people don't know that they're they have this internal racism in them, right? And I think that the more we can call this out, the more we can point it out, the more we can allow this thing. I think my professor, Professor Rich from Cal State Long Beach, mentioned it to me. Right? He pointed out. He showed this uh, really quick slideshow or PowerPoint, right? And and it said, um, I forgot what the sentence was, but um, when he quickly turned it off, he asked us what we read and we stated the sentence. However, what we didn't notice was that there was a double the. And he mentioned that this is what, this is what identifying racism is about. It's to identify the double dust that we don't or that we didn't notice because we're so focused on this bigger picture that we miss a little bit of things that actually project that sense of racism or hatred or fuck whatever to put this out right so with that being said like i mentioned is our human rights Right. Think about this in the long term. Like, would you want your kids to be growing up with a bunch of people who don't exactly know that they're being projecting this or have been projecting this purposely, intentionally because they've never been held accountable to it? I don't think so. I don't I wouldn't want my kids not just my kids right now. I'm thinking about my nephew. I'm thinking about what about your niece, your nephew, your little brother, your your, you know, your little cousin, like to be able to live in a world where they don't have to worry about being profiled just because of their colored, right? Like, put that into your shoes, my Asian fellow community, right? What if we, like, for instance, what's going on right now, right? COVID-19. I don't know if I've, I've, I am grateful to be in a community where it's very diverse and they don't racially profile us. With this thing but however i've heard in other places where asians are being stereotyped because well not just stereotyped but they're being racist <laughs> towards them because they're asian and because the covid virus came from china and because you're asian you're associated with fucking the virus that's fucking bullshit right so it's, it's exactly like that like if we keep living in a world like that like, how would that feel? So, with that being said, guys. We have to stand in coalition. We have to stand in unity with the black community. And not just that. Because I think how we do anything is how we do everything. It starts within this. With this issue right now. Like, there's been so many things going on around the world. Like, Let's take part of it. Let's be involved the way we can. Do as much as you can. You know, like, I don't expect everybody to be as active as, you know, you got your life going on. But do your part. Do what you can for not just for the black community, but for people in general, for humanity, for our future. Guys, this podcast is for a younger generation that's upcoming. We 
have got to deepen the roots and ground the roots. We got to ground the roots. And with that being said, this is part of history, guys. How do you want to be involved? How do you want to be involved when your kids ask you, hey, dad or mom or grandpa or grandma, what did you do during that time when this happened? Oh, you know, I just sent memes all day. I just stayed at home because that COVID-19 was also going on. Fuck you, bro. And I don't mean that from a... Actually, I mean that to be personal. When, especially when you're one of those people who advocate for peace and positivity, yet you do nothing when it comes down to these things. When these are your people. When these are people, your, your people's people. So, I know you're probably tired hearing all this shit, right? You're probably tired of hearing so many posts and reposts about all this thing. God, just extend your fucking voice. Look, thinking about how tired the the black community is, just hearing all these remarks, just holding themselves back, or maybe even having to watch out for their back so many often just because there are people like this, scared for their lives. So we got to do their part and let us use our privilege, our sense of resources and power to be a part of this, to get involved and support how we can for humans. And I know a lot of these people, if you're one of those people that vote all lives matter, although I agree to some point that you're absolutely right, all lives do matter. But I want to point out, guys, that all lives won't matter until black lives matter. I've heard that from a quote, and I think it's absolutely and incredibly powerful to understand that just working on the smallest things can work its way up to the bigger solutions, right? Now I'm seeing like police, like kneeling, hopefully it's not some sort of propaganda like what I've seen. And, you know, I do hope that people are doing this for the sake of actual goodness, not just to look the part, to stop the protest. Because, dude, I will be back on this. So for everybody listening, thank you. I hope this has allowed you to just get a little bit of intake when it comes down to with this everything going on. And I, like I said, I don't know everything or i'm not formally educated on this but however i am doing my part to reach to you guys to reach to your hands to possibly allow you to get involved or show your sense of support guys this is your host charles sabiaga and you're listening to on the go voice we'll see you in the next episode Desperate for a change, let the pin glide. But the only real change come from inside. But the only